Assalamu alaikum. Peace, peace, and love. Welcome to the first official episode of this podcast without a name. I'm your host, Keith, and today I have a special, special, special guest with me. Um, this is my nana. Welcome to the Hello. podcast. How Hello. You How you feeling? I'm fine this evening. Alright, so I brought you along today um, just to get your thoughts on some some things and, you know, just to hear your opinion about a few topics. Mm-hmm. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Let's get this rolling. Yes, let's do this. Well, first and foremost, let's introduce yourself. Let, let the people know exactly who you are and um, in your role in my life, because that's important. Okay. First of all, my name is Nancy Fisher, and I am the grandmother of six. Marquise being my six, six yeah. yes. Marquise being my first, my first grandchild. I was a young grandmother, a young mother. Okay. And being a grandmother has been a great joy in my life. You know, I had one of the best grandmothers you could ever want. And that's why I strive to be the best. She left the perfect example of a nana's love. And in turn made you a perfect grandma. Well, my Not eyes, perfect, in but... In my eyes, you, yeah. you're the perfect grandma. Well, I do the best. You up there. Yeah. You up there. Shout out to you. So, yes, like I said, this is my grandmother, uh... The, the head of the household, the the I don't want to call you Big Mama because that's like nah. <laughs> but you know everybody got like a Big Mama in the family, right. like you know. I just like Nana. Just you, Nana. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I wanted to run past um a topic um about uh, let's see, how do you feel as far as you know back in your day? I know like respect was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I come from a generation where, like, uh, you know, respect is, we, we, we have this attitude where it's like, I give it when it's, it's deserved instead of having everybody should deserves respect. Right. You know what I mean? Like, everybody everybody feels entitled. Well, you know, just because they're older, I don't have to, mm-hmm. I don't have to show you respect. You got to show me something. Right. Like, like the, your elders owe you. Exactly. Exactly. The, the roles have been shifted. So back around. in so back in your day, right, and not to make you seem like, right, they, they like super, super old, but mm-hmm. how how has how has things shifted and changed? Well, I'm I'm what you call a baby boomer, my dad. Okay. And now we're dealing with the millennials, right? Mm. And in my time, it was a thing where we were raised to respect our elders, um, to be courteous, to you know, say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and, you know, and a lot of our friends couldn't understand why, you know, I came from a a household where my father was in the military, and he brought some of that into the household, so for us to say yes, sir, and no, sir, you know, it didn't sound like to us a slave mentality, Okay. it was basically a respect. The same respect that he gave to his sergeants and his captains and stuff like that. He raised us to show him that respect. And in the course of doing that, you know, some of our friends caught on Mm. and started saying the same thing to their parents. Right, right, right. You know, and and it was just an honor, you know. 
Yeah, I can see that because I mean, your grand, your father, which is my great grandfather, my papa, he taught me that. Like, yo, it's yes sir, no sir, mm-hmm. yes ma'am. No, like, I, I, I grasped that from him, mm-hmm. and I tried to carry that along with me. But like I said, my generation, people, you know, the millennials. We we offer like no, I I give respect when it's earned and you know I'm. You give it to me, I give it to you. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. it's understandable. Mm-hmm. I get it because some people really don't deserve your respect. No. I just experience I've been through. Some people because they don't respect themselves. So I I see a person that doesn't respect themselves, and they're not going to respect you. So why should I go out my way to say or to be respectful? Respectful. You know what I mean. Well, so in a case like that, how do you even handle? I'm sure you came across people that don't respect themselves and they mm-hmm. expect you to, you know. Mm-hmm. But that comes with judgment, you know. When you look back and you realize you can't judge other people, mm-hmm. you might have an opinion about their ways and their actions, but the judgment belongs to God, okay? Thanks. And um, to, I mean, I've been in situations where people didn't respect me. Mm-hmm. And it hurt, you know. But it still never made me, as a person, want to disrespect them. Gotcha. You understand? I didn't ever want to stoop to their level. You know, for me, the best thing was just cut them off. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll cut you off, and then I ain't got to worry about you right. disrespecting me ever again, or right. me having to respect you, because I don't have no time for you. Yeah. You know? But, you know, going back to coming up, you know, with respect for our elders, you know, it, it was a thing where that's all we knew. Mm. You know, all we knew, we, we would be knocking on the lady's door down the street. You need me to go to the store for you? I'm going to the store for my mom. And she said, oh, yeah, baby, you know, here's some change. And we would say, no, we don't need your money. We was going anywhere. Right, just doing it just because. Just because. Knowing that that's the right thing to do. Because, right. see, that's the way we were raised. Right. You know, the value that I had as far as our my elders is what my father instilled in me. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, one time, he found a, a, suit, a briefcase with $5,000 in it. And he bought it in the house, and he looked in it, and he showed us the money, and he called the guy who it belonged to. A little old white insurance man. Back in the day, they used to come to your and house. this is what, 19... We're talking like 1960s, 70s? in the 60s. 60s. Okay. It's like 65. And um, he called the man, told the man he found his briefcase... And the man came to the house to get it. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he realized my dad was a black man mm-hmm. that turned in $5,000 to him. <laughs> and at that day, my father showed us what it was to be honest. Right. Because he could have kept it. Yeah. <laughs> and in return. <laughs> he could have kept it. was like, yo, I got, I got $5,000. Mm-hmm. I'm up. I got, you know, I got kids yeah. to feed. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But in return. It's honorable. It's real honorable. That guy gave my father $500. Mm-hmm. And he gave us all $50 a piece. Mm-hmm. And that day, my dad said, this is what honesty gives you. Right. You know, that money did not belong to him. And he and the man cried. And he said, you know, I would have had to come out of my pocket mm-hmm. to replace that money. Mm-hmm. And he thanked my dad. He cried. He hugged him. And, you know, and this was a white man and a black man. And at that time, you know, we were at an age where we didn't see color. Mm-hmm. We didn't see color. And this is 65. We're talking 65. Wow. Because we were raised in a predominantly white neighborhood. It was only four black families in the whole neighborhood. And what area was this? That was Parkside. West Philly. West Philly, born and raised. Mm. 
you know? And it was like a thing where we just knew Jewish people, German people, and black people. Right, so you was in the mix of all of that. Yeah. But you, but you, so you weren't aware of the, like... The prejudice. Yeah, the segregation that was going mm-hmm. on, the prejudice, the racism... Yeah. Although this we've is 65 seen it, in Philly. Yeah, we've seen it on TV, right. but it but never, never experienced. Yeah, it never right. knocked on our door. So do you think that um, the guy, the insurance guy, he was fully aware of what was going on? So when he seen a black, like you said, yeah, a black man. I think man, he was shocked. Yeah, when he seen a black man, give to be honest, that, like that, it, it threw him off. Him. Mm. It shocked him. But see, that, 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 that was the caliber of man that my dad was. Mm. He was an honest man. Right. An honest, hardworking man. You know, and and that's why to this day, I used to, you know, I took pride in my job, in my work, because I knew that, you know, no matter what you do, you never know when the shoe's going to be on the other foot or somebody's going to have to do something for you. You know, you have to watch how you treat people. Mm -hmm. And in that respect factor, as you know, far as our elders, the children today don't even realize how blessed they are to have their grandparents, some of them to have their parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that really do what they can to give them, you know, what they need. My dad gave us everything we needed mm-hmm. and what we wanted, we had to earn. Mm, that's, that's important right there. Okay, we had to earn it. That's important. <laughs> Instead know? of just giving, giving, giving. Yeah, because if you constantly just give, give, give. You expect. You expect and then it, sometimes it's just not appreciated. Because mm. you don't have to work hard for it. You mm. know? And respect is just something that, you know, first of all, you have to respect yourself. Right. You know, you have to have it, you know, inside your heart, there has to be something ticking that says, my character won't allow me to, to sit here while this elderly woman stands up on the bus. Right, right. My, my character won't allow me to sit here while this pregnant woman stands here holding a baby. <laughs> you know, I'm a woman. I'm a man that have, I have character. Right. You know, because that speaks value. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. yeah I agree. I yeah. agree 100%. I, so from the things I was taught by Pop-Pop, your father, those those exact, yo, you see a woman on the bus, you offer your seat. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you open the door. Mm-hmm. I, anytime I'm out with my friends, especially my female friends, I try to walk on the side of the street where the cars are at. Right. Or I make sure I grab the door. Yo, I tell all my, my lady friends, you don't touch doors when you with me. Right. You know, like so, so, so those things. I, I, I'm truly grateful. I uh, picked those things up, mm-hmm. man. Um, but yeah, it's one of the things, man. It's like, like I said, my it's it's kind of hard to have people in my generation pick those things up when they weren't taught that. Mm-hmm. So what would what do you think was like a like a easier way or a good way for them to start grasping it? Grasping that concept of respect. I mean, I know self-respect, but a lot of them don't even know mm-hmm. how to respect themselves. Like, well, that's, I know that starts with it, just to respect yourself. But mm-hmm. you don't know how to do that, then you can't respect nobody else. So how do you? Well, I think that when you have a, a situation where you have a, a child who's not taught respect, who's not taught manners, mm. you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes they get lost, you know. And 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 later on in life, you know, certain things you pick up naturally just by watching right. other people right, right, right. even if you didn't get it at home you understand what I'm saying you know because that's something we're all born with common sense yeah 
Common sense ain't, ain't, ain't too common. So, but to some, <laughs> we know. Majority people common sense no common, common sense. Right, right. You know, you know, if you put your hand in that fire, it's gonna burn. It's gonna burn you. Yeah. So don't do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's a choice. You know, just like people have choices to do drugs or not do drugs. Mm. Some people want to say, oh, it's a disease. I have a disease. You weren't born with crack pipe in your mouth. <laughs> you know? It's a you, choice, you know, if you were born with asthma or heart disease or something, that's a disease. Right. But these other things that people try to use as saying that's, you know, this is a disease. That's an easy way of saying this is a choice I make. Right. Right. You know, right? We all have choices in life to make. You know, we we could choose to live right, honestly, respectfully, and we could choose to live like fool. Mm. It's a choice. Right. You know, and certain things like you said, how do we try to teach this generation? You Wait, know, so this is what we're the millennials, right? Right. How do you even install things that they don't have now? Twenty year old, twenty five year, like how do you even get that in, in them? Yeah. You know, like it's. I, well, they see it. They see it every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a choice they make. You understand? Yeah. It's like, you know, you take a child that's never been taught these things, mm. and 20 years later, you try to teach them. At some point, if they don't catch it, they won't catch it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So if it ain't there, just as... Then sometimes the light come on a little later. Mm. Trust and believe things that I have told you that's coming up. Mm. You know, I was a grandmom at 33. Mm. Going to 34. Right. From the day you were born, things I taught you, you listen to them. Yeah. And some things, even if you didn't, you will. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Because yeah. yeah. life will put you in a situation where you'll say, Dad, Nana told me this. Right. She told me this and I didn't listen. Yeah. But now I got, I hear her in the back of my mind saying, oh, sure. don't. Oh, for sure. You know, Man. so it comes back to you. Uh, me, I, you already know I'm the type of person, you can tell me one time, that's it. I don't need. I don't need no further details. I don't need. And especially if I see, if I see the situation, if you mm-hmm. tell me, hey, no, the stove is hot. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. And I see, I see the flames. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna touch it. Some people have this. I learned that some people like to go through the experience to right, see if right. the person was right or wrong. Well, not even prove them wrong, but just want to go through it just because. Even to say, mm-hmm. hey, I went through it. I'm. I. That's not me. I'm not even. All right. That's not right. Cool. But see, that's like a thing where I was told a long time ago, you know, by your mother. Mom, if I fall, mm. just be there to help me up. Mm. Sometimes you have to let me fall mm. so I can learn. And I had to agree with her. You understand? I was so busy trying to stop the fall. Right, right. And if I constantly cushion the fall, when will you learn? Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And she said, Mom, just be there for me. You know, because a lot of times we as parents, as grandparents, we don't want our, you know, people say, oh, well, we as a parent, I want my kids to have it better than I do, you know. It's not so much I want my kids to have it better. Mm-hmm. You understand? All I wanted my kids to have, <coughs> to me, was my love. Mm-hmm. And with that, everything else is better. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't about material things. You know, God blessed me to bring them into this world. My responsibility was to take care, provide, and to love them. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I never wanted to give my kids material things because I didn't have these things. Because I had material things. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? But the most important thing I think that a child needs is love. Because mm. after that, everything else falls suit. Falls suit, right. Mm, I agree. Right? I agree. 
man. That's a great point. Man, you, you stumped me with that one, man. You mm-hmm. got me. Yeah, he absolutely But see, right. this dialogue that we're having right now is something that you and I have had for 27 years. Yeah. You know? And it's been a blessing. You know? Because one thing I always know that when I'm talking to you, you're listening. Always. You know? And you have been an example of my wisdom. You know, the things that I try to instill in you, you know, you have made me proud. You know, and I can't say, oh, he didn't listen. Yeah, I told you, I'm I, I here one time. That's mm-hmm. all I need, man. I'm not... <laughs> We're not going to be perfect in this world. You know, we all strive to do our best, but in the process, when we make mistakes, mm. you know, we brush ourselves off, we get up, we keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving. So you can do As long as you're living. Yeah, so you can do You got to keep moving. You're absolutely right. So just a, um, just a sidebar, I have a... So I'm I'm getting like familiar, um, so, well similar similar conversations with with several friends, right? And I'm going through the same thing myself. Mm-hmm. And mid mid to late twenties, everybody's feeling like, yo, where am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Like we we and I'm say we because I'm in this boat. We feel stuck, mm-hmm. and we know life life goes on and things happen, but. Something for your experience in your twenties, have you ever felt like you didn't know what you were you supposed to be or what you supposed to be doing? And if so, what did you do to get out of that that mind? Because we, we I, me personally, I get stuck in my head, mm-hmm. and I think way too deep than what I should do. Mm-hmm. And I know like it's not that serious. I can just just keep pushing, and just just go. Mm-hmm. But when you overthink it, it stops you. That's the key. And what if I fail? What if I do this? That, what if I do that? That's the key. You just said it. Overthinking. Mm-hmm. See, the point of this, in your 20s, right, we tend to be uh, invincible in our 20s. Right. Basically, you know, we think we're going to live forever <laughs> in our 20s. Right, right, right. Okay? We start getting a little shaky in our 30s. Mm. You know, like, oh, what was me? You yeah. understand what I'm saying? But for me... My purpose, you know, some people die never knowing their purpose in this world. Mm. Your your purpose, why did God create you? What are you here for? Mm. You know, and I found my purpose by finding my passion. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And your passion is that thing that keeps you up at night. Mm. Your passion is that thing that you wake up in the morning thinking about. Mm. Your passion is no matter what you do. It keeps Keep nagging at you, yeah. you know, yeah. to do this. And you hunger for it. Mm. That's your purpose. Your passion is something that if you could afford to do it for free, you would. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Say that again? If you could, if you could afford to do it for free, you would. You would, okay. Because it's your passion. Because you just love to do it. Right. It brings you and that shows you, that leads you to your purpose. Right. Hmm. You understand okay. what I'm so saying? So finding your, pur- finding your passion... Your purpose is the the trail to your purpose is your passion. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So how do you how do you how do you what do you start from? Okay, so say I can, I know my pur- I know my passion. All right, and for me, I know my passion. I know what I like to do. I know what mm-hmm. I don't like. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck thinking about my passion too much. I'm stuck to figure out well how do I start? What That's do I do? You just start. 
Just do it. Just do it. Mm. See, that's the thing. What gets us stuck is when we keep thinking about it and not acting on it. Mm. You know, some things we 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 stagnated about because of fear, right. fear of failure. Yeah, you know, and and in all actuality, you sometimes just have to do things afraid mm. until that the, it it goes away. You understand what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, you know, I'm afraid to do this, but like for me. I need to drive the expressway. Afraid. Oh, you don't like, I know you don't like driving You know, and I have oh, a reason man, because I've seen a dead body on the expressway. Right. And ever since then, I've been turned <laughs> off. take the scenic road every Right, I would take Jersey. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, but you But my thing is, I know one day I'm going to have to do that thing afraid. Mm. Oh, I did it afraid before. Yeah. But it was a reason behind it. Somebody had taken something from me. <laughs> and I had to go get it. You was in a mission. So a mission. my fear you. left me. Got you. To go get what was mine. You so you put your, so your, your fear requires you to just take that leap, right? Right. But you still can just do it just facing the fear without mm-hmm. having something right. to push you. Mm-hmm. But see, that's it. You have to, in the process, number one, trust God with it. Mm. Go that's to key. him when you can't that's go key. to nobody. Facts. And just ask God to sort your thoughts out about this situation. You know, don't let this thing hang on you too heavy that you can't bear it. Mm. You know, some things we just don't understand that we have to turn it over to him. Let him work it out in us. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he makes that, that burden lighter. That it's not, you know, yeah. it's not as stressful. Because I found for myself that when I thought about stuff too much... It messed me up. Yeah, yeah, and it, it tend to do and that. And that's I'm the why same you got so way. many people who are depressed. Yeah, suicidal. Uh, I mean, just so many mental issues going on because they're thoughts. the double attacks our mind. Mm. And if he gets your mind twisted up, he can get you twisted up. True. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, okay, when you turn that thing over and ask God to help you work it out. It ain't even that serious. Right. right. It's just a matter of doing it. Of getting it done. Just getting it done. You know, because one thing for me is God has never felt me. Mm. I felt myself. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So when I just don't lean on to my own understandings and trust in him, he makes the road straight. I don't go this way, that way. It, it, it's narrow. It's not as... Right, you know, right. I'm all over the place. Yeah, you put your faith in them and you, yeah, yeah. you, you go for it. Mm-hmm. Nah, that makes you sense. know, and, and I'm just saying this on a personal relationship with God. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. Mm. You know, because you can be a Muslim, Christian, Buddha, whatever. Your personal relationship with God is what makes your path straight. Mm. You know, he will, in, in, in the process, you might falter left, falter right, but he's never left you. You understand? He will always bring you right to the center. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. So put God first. Oh, yeah. And all things. Put God first. You know, I, I never, you know, understood. I, I met a person before that they prayed about everything. I mean, they prayed about what school they was going to go to, what job. They prayed about what they was going to eat, what they was going <laughs> to wear. They, and I was like, that's a bit much. Yeah. But I seen this person to be the type of person that didn't stress much. Mm. But behind prayer, you need action. You can right, you right. can pray, and then like well, it's Bible, well for me, the Bible states, "Prayer without works is dead." Right, 
Right. You know, we can pray about it. But see, I, I had the thing where I would pray about something and still be impatient about it. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, the thing with us. Like that's we, human nature. It's human nature. We pray on it. Like, all right, well, when I'm when trying, to, I need it now. trying to get this car, I'm praying yeah, about yeah. it. It ain't here yet. I'm trying to get this girl. She ain't here yet. Like, mm-hmm. So we got to be patient. The patience but see, that's key. the thing. It's not in our time. It's in God's time. That sounds right, right. Because sometimes if God gives you something too soon, he already knows the end before the beginning. Right. And he knows how you're going to handle this. That's why a lot of people say, well, dang, well, I would love to be rich. It ain't meant for you to be rich. Like, you might not be ready for that. You might not be mentally you might mature. That money might make you lose your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not going to do anything to benefit other people mm. that's, that are in need. Not your church, not your family, not your friends. If you're splurge. a selfish you person, you if you're a selfish person, <laughs> God said, why should I put this in your hand? Right, right. You know? But, you know, for me, um... I used to be like, but God, you know, I'm, I'm at the deadline. You know, I got to do this. I need this. But God has never forsaken me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? He's always put me in a place where, you know, I'm all right. right. I'm still waiting, but I'm all right. right. You know? You and wake while, up every day. You alive, yeah. you and while I'm waiting, I still trust him. Mm. You know, while I'm waiting, I still have my dreams. I still have my passion, my purpose. It's all still in the mix. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but it's in the works. It's in the works. You know, God is working it out. And I know it's going to be in his divine timing and not mine. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's what I I like to hear. Hopefully that helped a lot of people. Because like I said, I talk to numerous people. And we all going through the same thing. And it's like... Where do you start? Where do you, you know, what, what you, what do you do from here, man? And um, I think that your yeah, answer pretty much clarified what we, what we need to go put faith in God. Mm-hmm. And write it back. down. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been finding myself writing, writing. Yeah, write it down. Write it down. You know, you ever see um people that have a vision board? Yeah. Get your yeah. vision board. Yeah. You see, I got my little notepad. I do my little, mm-hmm. you know. I do my and, you know, people laughed at somebody that I knew that had a. Um, she had a house. Mm. And then this living room, she had pictures on the wall. She had pic- pictures? Pictures. Okay. She had a car, she had a house, she had furniture, she had this, she had that. On the, the walls of her house? On the wall in her living room. Okay. And somebody right. was asking her, you know, what is all this? Mm. She said, those are the things I want. Oh, she she spoke to you. This is, she put yeah. it up there. Right? Hey, listen. More and they was like, what? And they thought it was, oh, she crazy. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, she got it all. <laughs> she has it all. Wow. And some. Wow. She is a, a director in nursing. Mm. She went from LPN to RN to director to practitioner. She's almost mm. a doctor. Sure. But you understand, she had faith yeah. in God and she believed in herself. Believing you in yourself is And key. that's the thing. We always wondered and, and, and worried about other people believing in us. Right. You got to believe in yourself more than other people do. Yeah. I, I, I feel like validation from others feels good. It feels good. I know, and then I know that's not mm-hmm. the thing. But when you hear mm-hmm. someone in your in your stature, your appearance, say, "Yo, I'm proud of you," or "Yo, mm-hmm. I can't," it feels good. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's I know it's a human condition that we 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 search for that. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, it messes us up because when mm-hmm. we don't get that, it's like, well, yeah, damn, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You but know? you got to look at who's validating you. I mean, right? Is it coming from a pure and, and sincere heart? Right. Because somebody some, that really loves you. Sometimes they might. And it, it could be your haters. It could be hate. It could yeah. be hate. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the scary part. Haters do elevate you. Oh yeah. 
You know, oh, yeah. they, they, they say all of this to make it sound like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. That's why sometimes, you know, I had the bad habit of telling people what I was going to do instead of just doing it. Mm. And sometimes you just got to be you and God. Yeah. You know, Keep Lord, it to yourself. Lord, this is what, you know, my heart desires. What is your desire for me? And go from there. Mm. You know, and God knows already. Yeah. And, you know, because people sit back and you think they're for you and they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have family members that are not for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and and it's sad, but, you know, for me, having children young, I was determined to be somebody. You know, I look back on my life now and I say that what I determined to do, God allowed me to do. Mm. You know, and I'm proud that I did it for myself, for my children. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. I didn't have to prove to anybody. Right. I just knew I had two responsibilities that I had to be the best I could be. You know, and then I look back on my life now, and I'm not, and I'm still proud. Right, yeah. You know, because God is not done with me yet. There's still things I have yet to do, yeah. but the hard part is over. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody knows what it was like, you know, with a child in a stroller and one in a pouch, mm. you know, and my book bag on my back, <laughs> you know, on my way to school, on my way to work. You, you know? still got it done. You managed it. And wait a minute, did it. You know, did it. You know, so that's why I tell a lot of young people, especially girls that have kids, having a child doesn't stop you from being the best that you can be. Mm. It just gives you more reason to be the push, best. It should push you. Yeah. It should push yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. That's gems. Yeah. Nah, that's love. And uh, so this has been, this has been a good talk. Mm-hmm. It's been a good talk. Always. I appreciate it. Yeah, you already know. I appreciate it. I hope this has helped um, some of our listeners mm-hmm. get some things out there, you know, out their way, out their mind. Yeah. I pre- you know, you're my first guest. Am I? Yeah, you've been, well, been a pleasure. Yeah, you've been the first guest on here. Um, like I said, I do appreciate it. And we're going to wrap this up. This has been the first official episode of the podcast without a name. Once again, I am your host, Keith. With my lovely companion and grandmother, Nana. Alrighty. And you guys check yourself for the next one. Have a blessed evening. Assalamu alaikum.